0: One afternoon, eight years later, after I'd left school and gone to work for Hobie, I'd just come out of Bank of New York and was walking up Madison, upset and preoccupied, when I heard my name. I turned. The voice was familiar, but I didn't recognize the man. Thirty-ish, bigger than me, with morose gray eyes and colorless blond hair down to his shoulders. He had the indefinable look of privilege gone wrong, like someone who'd slept on some friend's couches done some drugs, wasted a good bit of his parents' money. It's Platt, he said. Platt Barber? Platt, I said, after a stunned silence. Long time. Good Lord. It was difficult to recognize the lacrosse thug of old in this sobered and attentive-looking pedestrian. The insolence was gone, the old aggressive glint. Now he looked worn out, and there was an anxious, fatalistic quality in his eyes. Well, so, Platt, how are you? I said, after an uncomfortable silence. Are you still in the city? Yes, just started a new job, actually. I'm working for an academic publisher, Blake Barrows. They're based in Cambridge, but they've got an office here. Great, I said, as if I'd heard of the publisher, though I hadn't. Well, fantastic to see you. Uh, how's Andy? His face seemed to grow very still. You don't know. Well, faltering. Well, I heard he was at MIT. I ran into Wynn Temple on the street a year or two back. He said Andy had a fellowship? Astrophysics? I mean, I really don't keep in touch with the crowd from school very much. Platt ran his hand down the back of his head. I'm sorry, I'm not sure we knew how to get in touch with you. Things are still very confused, but I certainly would have thought you would have heard by now. Heard what? Andy's dead.